happening. The officials starting to move the other people that are not the drivers back. Here we go. The machines are starting up. And let's see if all 10 machines will be able to start after not running for a while. That'd be the height of it, I suppose, if you were able to get yourself into the World Championship event, got out of the start line, then couldn't get your machine to start. I don't, I can't think of anything that would be more frustrating. Okay, once again, here are the drivers. Yvonne Duhamel, the defending champion. Mike Trapp, 41. Yamaha, Jim Burnett, Burnett, uh, Jim Burnett on the Polaris. Steve Avi, Wayne Trapp, Yamaha. Mike Baker, Polaris. Gaston Perlon, Skidoo. Eastman, Bob, 31, Polaris. Paul Egabrotten, Arctic Cat. Lucien Lamoureux, Skidoo. Welcome back to the Snowmobiling Podcast. This is your host, Court Event. Today's episode, we are going to have another legend in snowmobile racing, Yvonne Duhamel. Yvonne is a inductee for the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame, the Motorcycle Hall of Fame, and the Snowmobile Hall of Fame. And uh, today's uh, interview was uh, done at his home in La Salle, Quebec. And Yvonne couldn't have been uh, more gracious uh, to us. Uh, uh, joining me on the trip was uh, Brad Harris of Snowblower Canada Magazine, technical editor, and Phil Moltel of Snowmobile Television. And uh, Yvonne, uh, we were in this house uh, just for a couple minutes, and he had uh, he was showing us uh, uh, basically his whole house because his whole house is a shrine to his uh, racing career. Um, his uh, main floor and uh, basement is uh, completely filled with uh, uh, memorabilia, uh, race suits, racing leathers from his factory Kawasaki days, uh, silver plates, trophies, probably several hundred trophies. And uh, what was really nice to see is uh, all his old racing suits. Uh, his old skidoo uh, racing suits, his helmets, um, all kinds of uh, memorabilia that he's uh, kept. Uh, and he kept everything, including the hotel keys. Um, so uh, I want to thank uh, Rob Noakes for uh, hooking us up uh, with uh, Yvonne. Um, uh, Rob is a good friend of, uh, of Yvonne's, and uh, he was uh, more than happy to uh, hook us up with uh, Yvonne uh, for a personal interview. So also in this episode and future episodes, uh, we are going to be having uh, Craig Nicholson, the intrepid snowmobiler, uh, Craig is a familiar voice in the Southern Ontario region and also on Snowmobile Television where he gives uh, travel tips, safety tips uh, about snowmobiling and uh, uh, it's going to be great to uh, have these uh, small segments uh, come on the uh, Snowmobiling Podcast uh, uh, with Craig and uh, Craig has also agreed to uh, come on and uh, be a guest on our show along with uh, Phil Molto of uh, Snowmobile Television. So with that, here is a tip from Craig Nicholson, the intrepid snowmobiler. Hello, I'm Craig Nicholson, the intrepid snowmobiler, here to go snowmobiling with the Ontario Federation of Snowmobile Clubs. With more people going snowmobiling, good used sleds are harder to find, so never buy sight unseen and take a savvy friend with you for a second opinion. Ask the seller how the sled was used, review service records, and be sure that the sled isn't warmed up before you arrive so you can check out a cold start. Until next time, find out more at intrepidsnowmobiler.com. That's intrepidsnowmobiler.com. The legend. Skidoo racing legend, motorcycle racing legend, Yvonne Duhamel. Uh, Yvonne is uh, inducted into the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame, the Motorcycle Hall of Fame, and the Snowmobile Hall of Fame. So I'd like to thank Yvonne for coming on with us. Yvonne, how are you doing? Getting there, getting there. Yeah, you're yeah. looking well? Uh, not too bad for the age. So Yvonne, um, how did you start uh, your motor sport racing career? Well, if I start with the beginning, it would be uh, ski. That's where I, I won my first 
trophy, ski, slalom. And then after that, uh, I went to uh, half mile dirt track, road racing. Uh, so you were a slalom skier, you began slalom skiing. Yeah. Okay, and, and uh, so you, you, started, you started motorcycle racing. Um, how did that, what, what were your first motorcycles that you started racing and riding? Well, racing can be uh, half mile dirt track, Peterborough. I got a second and a third and a, one crash. Did get hurt. Got shake up a little bit, but there was nothing hurt. And after that, I went to a motorcycle again, racing. And what, uh, what uh, type? Well, I started with Triumph, 500cc Triumph on dirt track, 500cc BSA, road racing, and then uh, I race all type of, all of make of motorcycle, uh, and I race uh, motocross, and then I went to uh, Dirt track again and road racing. Trial, I don't know if you have racing. Trials, yeah. Trials, yeah. I got second at the Canadian Championship trial. I think I won, but uh, it was too many people on the other side that was uh, want to win too. <laughs> uh, so you had you had your uh, your biggest career uh, motorcycle racing on uh, the factory Kawasaki team. Uh, how did uh, how did that come about? Well, maybe uh, you're wrong. Uh, maybe I got to be right. It uh, I race uh, first of all with my own equipment, and after that it was Yamaha that want me to race. So I met Bob Work on uh, at Daytona after having a couple of phone call with Trevor Dealey, who's Fred Dealey Yamaha. And uh, I met uh, Bob Work at the track. I didn't know how he looked, and I, he didn't know how I looked. Probably say uh, who talked to to me. Or they say maybe uh, he's a small guy with a mustache, and I did have a mustache then. <laughs> so, um, and I got eight. And Bob Work, my mechanic, then went to the phone booth and called Trevor Dealey, the owner of Yamaha. And he said, look, he said, Yvonne did very good. And he said, he would have won the race if it would have been a new bike. It was a one year old bike. And then uh, year after years, the motorcycle were evaluated so fast. If you have a one year old bike, then you you're not in the game. You have to have a fast bike. It was all also the same like the other. So right away they, they gave me. They started giving me uh, equipment uh, of the day, like 125. First by 100 cc twin Yamaha, 125, and then I got to 250. And then a year after that, I got to Daytona and. Uh, I 
won the race. It was 68. And then I won again in 69, and I got second in a big class, a 200-mile race. So uh, that's, that's the start uh, of me uh, start to be known that I was French, a little French-Canadian, but he was fast and he was uh, riding good. So uh, I, I raced for Yamaha until, well, I started with Triumph, 500cc Triumph on dirt track, 500cc BSA, road racing, and then uh, I raced all, and then Kawasaki, uh, we're talking about motorcycle, Kawasaki, give me a contract, they want me to race for them. And I asked Trevor Dealey at the hotel that Kawasaki want me, if, if he want me to, to race for him again or race for Kawasaki. And how much Kawasaki gonna give you? Well, I said, uh, I met those people a week or a couple of weeks uh, before and I said, well, they want to give me $30,000 just to sign plus more money for winning. And uh, winning Daytona would be $20,000 bonus. And winning uh, Ontario, California was another, plus keeping the purse and all that stuff. So Trevor Dealey said, look, you go with Kawasaki because we can't afford to give you the money that those Kawasaki want to give you. So they said uh, maybe when they have more money they're gonna grab you again you know and, and make you race Yamaha again. So that's that's a start this way and then uh, Kawasaki I won a few national and uh, Then I was pretty busy because I have to race in the winter. I finally got a contract with Skidoo. How did how did that come about? How did you uh, how did you uh, get the the call from Skidoo uh, to come and, and race? Because you hadn't you haven't ridden a, no. a snowmobile. And, uh, I, I think I did like a couple of hundred feet, not mile, I think, on snowmobile. And uh, this was a year or two before that. They called me and they want me to, uh, to race for them. Your watch is beeping. <laughs> oh, is that your? Is this your nap time? <laughs> All right. Okay, there it is. Go get the tub. <laughs> go get the tub. Go get, go get the beer. <laughs> Yvonne, if you could, how 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 did that? How did you? Well, how did you get started with snowmobile racing? What phone call or what day changed it that you ended up putting the motorcycles aside and getting involved in snowmobile racing? Long question. <laughs> uh, it's a few story about my snowmobile racing. How come I got I got the contract or whatever they. The uh, owner of the team, or not the owner, but uh, of the team, Conrad Bernier, his 
brother was racing dirt track and uh, we met a few times at the track like Tree River and uh, they give my name and I got a different story like some dealer they, they heard about me racing and doing what I was doing and a few, I won a few races. Uh, you, you, were, you were a well-known person in, in motorcycles, so, so obviously Skidoo wanted uh, you as you, you you're well-known in Quebec, so they obviously wanted you to, to, to try snowmobile racing. Um, so how, so what, what, uh, what, made you decide to uh, to uh, race a snowmobile? Well, uh, I decided to, to race snowmobile. I would say uh, for the money, how they, how they, they found out I could race, they said, we're gonna try you. So they had a new track in Valcour it was in the, in the summer, in the fall, around September, October, something like that. And uh, they said, you're going to come and uh, uh, we're going to watch you race. We're going to give you uh, $100 a day for testing or whatever, if you want to. I passed on. So I went to the I went to the track and I went around the track. Thing didn't want to turn because they didn't want to turn on snow, but less on on dirt. Right. So, uh, but I was going faster than about everybody who, who was doing because that the year they had a 20, 20 rider. Or driver, you say, snowmobile driver, or oh, twenty drivers, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was, you could turn, but I said, "What's going on with this? I mean, that's possible to race. It won't, it don't, it's not running right." And finally, I decided to lean over and start breaking and and making fighting the machine. So uh, they said, "Okay." Uh, if you want to race for us, we're gonna sign a contract. And he came to my garage in Verdun. Gaston Bissonnette, he was the vice president of Skidou Bombardier. The Lara Baudouin was his, Lara Baudouin and Gaston Bissonnette married the two Bombardier girls. So one was a vice president, the other one was the president. So uh, he came to my garage and I said, "Can he phoned me first from Valcour. He said, we, like, we want you to sign a contract or so. I said, he said, what, would you come to the shop and we come to the competition center and uh, we'll look at the contract. And I said, no, I have a garage, I have this. And then the damn, bell ring ding 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 you know when the car pass on on those tube there so I, had, I said sorry sir I had to go uh, serve my customer you know I was the owner of the garage with my brother and uh, 
He said, okay, I'll go and meet you at Valcour. No, he said, I'll be, I'll, I'll use uh, my car and I'll go have you sign the contract in your garage. I said, it's okay because I'm, uh, it's not possible to, for me to leave. So he said, uh, I'll be there in an hour or so. He had a Mustang Shelby. And uh, I think the cops know him, he knew all the cops. So, so about an hour later, he, he arrived and I didn't know, I didn't know how he looked. And he parked where the air tank, what do you call it, to have air in the tire. So I said, can I help you, sir? You want me to check your tire or whatever? He said, no, I'm Gaston Bissonnette. He said, I, I came to have you, I want you to sign, we want you to race Skidoo. So he got, uh, I said, come in the garage office and sit, and he's not too clean, you know, garage, it's not a, a hospital. So I said, uh, and then the ding, ding, the, sorry, sir, I'm going to go uh, serve the customer. And I came back, and I did that for it. And finally, I was quiet, and he said, okay, we're going to send it. That tick, the contract. Really? And I said, um, I'm not sure what's so when he got to where the money, uh, talking about the money, he said, we're going to give you $35 a day. That's more than what I make. Now I make a dollar an hour, a dollar an hour yeah, we're making. So I was, okay, I said, uh, $35. And I wait a little bit. He said, what's wrong? Not enough? How much you want? What about a thousand? I made a, a joke sometime, I make joke, and my memory is not as good as it used to be, but I said, uh, is that a $1,000? No, he said, I'll give you $100 a day. So I did wait too long, I said, okay, $100 a day, so I signed uh, the contract, and he said, we'll give you $100 a day for 10, guarantee 10, uh, 100 day, 100 day. At $100, it was $10,000, right? So I never saw so many, so much money because uh, always working at a dollar an hour the garage or garbage uh, garbage truck. I work on the garbage truck. I work uh, welding. I work mechanic, all type. I made two hot rod myself. I sold one, and I sold the other one to marry my wife. Well, now, marry my girlfriend, who's my wife now. <laughs> uh, so that's it. I uh, start uh, Skidoo. I went to uh, Skidoo. Want uh, ask the driver to train. That I never trained myself before. Whatever, going hunting or fishing or or ski. And he said, uh, we have to come to Valcour, uh, and we have to run, uh, push up, run backwards, all kind of stuff like that to be in good shape. And I think it, it probably helped. Uh, he never did it, but I, I think it, it helped. I got a better, in better shape. So uh, that's it. We went to the first race, Ironwood, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had problem. It was twenty riders, and 
too many people, too many whatever. And uh, they, they threw away three, uh, there was 20, they, we kept five, I believe. It was Gaston, Ferland, it was uh, Lucien Lamoureux, Yvon, this I'm trying to remember two Swiss guy I think it was Swiss Swedish so I don't give Spain so it was about five or six uh, on the team so from about 20 to 10 and then 10 got about to five So the, first, the first 20 were really to try out for the team like to see well they, they did they one race at the Arrowwood, michigan they 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 were all there the mechanic and all the stuff and three trailer van i think with all the skidoo and the parts and they were giving parts i think to uh, at one time i don't know if this is the time but they were giving parts uh to to the people who, who bought a model uh, a snowmobile or skidoo um, as a dealer so it was a mess it was terrible so anyway the second race was Rhinelander Wisconsin I think it was a 50 mile race I think he had sold maybe 50 somewhere on the trail on, on the trophy or somewhere so I won I won that that, that race and a week after that or two it was uh, Eagle River World Championship, so I won the race there. So that was then we had to negotiate the contract, and uh, they paid more money naturally. Yeah. Well, because you won Eagle River, especially at uh, Eagle River, because Kidu never won Eagle River. Kidu never uh, uh, won the Winnipeg St. Paul race that I did, and. Uh, Skidoo did uh, never race uh, speed record. It was hard to cat with the special engine and Polaris. Uh, I don't think the, the the Yamaha was not in there yet then. So that was in the, the approximate year of 1969 areas is, is when you you started and in, in, in you won that, that race in Eagle River? Yeah, uh, 1970. Eagle 1970, River. you won Eagle River? Yeah. Um, so after that, after you won Eagle River, you said you uh, you raced at the the I five hundred. Did you have much uh, cross country experience then? No, just at Valcourt. We trained at Valcourt. We had a, a track and fielder that we, but uh, I did have any experience. The first time I went to to Valcourt on dirt. And then after that, when I ran their bank, it was a big bank, and I was running, uh, everybody was running low, and where it was rough, because uh, especially after uh, a couple of hours of racing, the track got very rough, and I saw those guys going around, and they were Bouncing. coming down, because they could keep up, because they were not, high enough they were like in the middle of the bank so when I got on the machine I just uh, right away and I said I hope I won't because it was my 20-25 feet high bank and 
on the other side, I remember that it was the parking. I said, if I miss, I'm going to be in, in a car somewhere on top of a car or whatever. Did anybody follow you when you, when you like, after that, after they obviously seen you were doing well up there, did, did anybody, like, follow you after that, like, and say, yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's some, got a good line? Yeah, some try. Try, but it, I didn't see anybody uh, uh, really doing it. They, they tried. The thing is, you were going up, but you have to stay up. You have to stay on the throttle, full pin, because you, you're coming back down. And then you're hitting those. When you hit a hole in your side, you get in back back again you know so uh, some some guy I was a friend of mine that uh, private and I told him and he got second to a class and that's the only time he did good uh, because I told him I said John his name was John John yeah uh, just keep going you know and I could go this way but because I have a throttle but uh, that throttle I did like, I, when I practice I use it, but after that I never use it because I figured that I'm much stronger with my thumb and my finger around the bar than having this, the, the thumb, 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 thumb. Then, then you have no, no, no yeah. more. No so you, more. Had a, you had a motorcycle throttle. You had yeah. a motorcycle, motorcycle. Always with motorcycle throttle. Yeah. When he picks St. Paul, I have two throttle. I have the motorcycle throttle, and I have I had the regular throttle for the skidoo. So when my hand got cold, I tap on my, my on my bag. I had a bag be, between my legs, like a clutch. When I did uh, you had a spare clutch? Huh? You had a spare clutch? I had a spare clutch the last day because I want to be sure to because I had about 20, 20 minutes uh, ahead of, and it was the last day, so I need to. Uh, But um, um, so the 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 uh, the, the I five hundred race. Um, okay. How, yeah. How, yeah. How sorry did, about that. Yeah. How did that, how did you? I mean, did, did Skidoo wanted you? Did you want to race that, or did Skidoo want you to race that race? Because that race is coming back now. Oh, it, I it, want to race every race. I always want. Uh, if Skidoo want, I want on or, or or any other car, or motorcycle. Or, uh, I did. Uh, I didn't mind. I mean, uh, I never, I never say no. Mm -hmm. I never say no. Maybe they sometimes they say no. You won't. You're not gonna do that race because this race next week is more important, or next race and it's too uh, too rough or for you or whatever. But I never, me, I never refuse. Uh, I never, I never race an, enough in one day, one weekend. If you look, uh, if you try to look at my scrapbook and my. You're gonna see many, many class. My name is always there. Sometimes I got third or second or fourth. But I always, uh, as many races I could do, I race. So just get me a, a bike, a snowmobile, or a car, or a ski, or food. <laughs> <laughs> the race for food. Mm -hmm. um, um, so, what, what do you think made you? Uh, um, a champion a snowmobile racer in, in in the early early years like uh um you you had do you think you had uh, like obviously the racing experience from the motorcycles do you think you had you just uh went in there confident and with the skill to, to ride a snowmobile like you obviously must have been a natural 
to... No, that's what you say, your word, nature. Yes, people, there are some people from racetrack or what, to talk about me, it was just... Any, any, anything, just after a few lap, uh, that's it. Uh, I know the track, I know I want to win, and uh, I want to race, I don't want to be in the pit, I don't want to be a mechanic. Uh, and they say it was natural. Like yeah. my mother used to tell me, where do you we, she said to my father, where we got that kid? Because I was, I was a little bit nasty sometimes. Was that the right word? <laughs> so, I want to race more. I want to race Skidoo, but then I want to, uh, before I race a car, uh, not car, um, motorcycle. And then I want to go car racing. And it just did happen. I race car. I, I won a few races. With a Datsun 40Z, I won at Mossport. I beat everybody there. I lapped the guy who lent me the, the big story there. If I tell you that story, we're gonna be here until uh, <laughs> next month. That's good. We got lots of time. Um, so, so you, you were you were busy. You were racing summer, winter, um, all those cars, motorcycles, snowmobiles. Um, was there was there any? Um, did you prefer one one? Discipline over the other, like motorcycle or snowmobile. Was there anyone that really appealed to you? No, um, race, race, and race. You just wanted to race. I just wanted and to race. I just wanted. I did want to. I'd say win. I knew I would win. I mean, I could not see nobody, and one way better better than me. Just feel it, and I get them. I, I many times I, I told my adversary, how do you say that? Could be Gary Nixon, Hart Bowman, uh, whatever. Kenny Roberts. Talk, Kenny Roberts. Kenny Roberts, uh, maybe uh, less. He was not a talker too much or listening. He, he was weird a little bit. Good racer, but. Uh, I give some of my trick to some guy that they were almost as fast as me, or even faster. I don't know about that. And uh, I was not afraid of that to, to say, "Hey, you should use those those two tire, those tire, that tire." I know that one time Talladega, the first Talladega two hundred mile race, the second Talladega. The, Second time I raced Talladega and I won the second. They Dunlop had a new tire. It was wide, it was, uh, it, was, it was a little bit special. They didn't have too many. And I practiced and I came back and they said, How are you? Oh, I said, No, I'm not going to use those tires. Those tire. And then I would see my mechanic. I said, You keep a set of wheel. I said, Just before, you know, a couple of, couple of minutes before the. the Change the wheel. I went to stars, so nobody would do the same, you know. And uh, Gary Nixon uh, had a the Dunlop tire that was okay for everybody, but this tire, the one I, I use, 
Uh, it was it was special really tire. Sp yeah, special. It was good. So I won the race the year before. I won the five hundred stage one R. But uh, it was seemed to be easier. What I did not to when I practiced, I slow down at some place and I go faster than other places. And then when I come and see my mechanic, Randy Hall or Steve Whitelock, whatever, uh, I said, "What's my time?" And he says, "He says, I said, okay, can you put three seconds over because I slow down in the Moss Corner. I slow down at the at the." Harley Davidson or whatever uh, chicane because I didn't want them to but that's a one uh, time that I remember that I did that the rest of the stuff uh, uh, I like to sleep before the race oh yeah, yeah. I got, relax I, I got a magazine relax. with the front page and I'm I'm sleeping I'm, I'm gone and I was telling my mechanic don't forget to wake me up but not two seconds before I had to put my hair I had to put my helmet and get dressed you know not the bottom parts but the top parts and uh, and then when I wake up I feel good you know I just go to the track and start the machine and so your 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 Kawasaki motorcycles and and to our left here um, we have your Kawasaki racing motorcycles can you name the uh, which ones you have here for us what models you have your racing motorcycles Ooh. which one all, 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 all four of them what classes what, what 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 class motorcycles you have here well there I have what you want to know what classes I got there and what, 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 what the what models what model models. they're called well, yeah. I've got the key R250 yeah. That's a Kawasaki, okay. KR250, water cool. Water and then, And then the big horn, it's a one-cylinder motocross that they, they modified. And we were allowed a 350cc single with the 250cc uh, two-stroke. And... Uh, after that, it's the four. The the H one R is the Kawasaki air cool, and then the H two R it's a seven fifty air cool, and then you got Key R seven fifty. That one is the water cool. And those are all nineteen seventy models. Oh, 60, I would say wait no seventy 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 one. Around 71, 72, something like that. 71, 72. And, and 73, and up to 76. Yeah. Then I quit. I came back because Kawasaki want me back. And I came back and I got second at Mossport. You know, probably. So, okay, going, going into 73. What was uh what was going on with the, with Skidoo at that time? What were you, what were, I mean, uh, the blizzards were coming out now. Um, uh, Snow Pro was starting um, then. Um, what what happened in those years? Well, '69 uh, was terrible. Uh, it did finish. It was twenty rider. Then '70, too many, <laughs> too many. It's a long time ago, isn't it? <laughs> uh, 
my good year was 72. 72, yeah. Yeah, 72 Winnipeg St. Paul and uh, the speed run, I think it was 72 also at 127.3 mile an hour or so. And uh, naturally the uh, cross country, uh, I really like. But uh, that that story on that that speed the speed run you did the world the world record yeah um th that that snowmobile what was that called that snowmobile X two R X two R I believe yeah and what uh, what kind of engines did they have in there in that yeah one? two two eight hundred cc three cylinder two stroke engine uh, we had to take the hood to do the record. And we were allowed to take it and because the machine was lifting too much just like a uh, speedboat and uh, so we took the hood and I believe I did on the first run because you have to do two runs we call one down and then the next one you come back and uh, after a couple of more uh, skidoo driver that, that use the track so the track is a little bit more uh, damage the speed runs if you want to call so I, I got I believe my first run what they told me it was I did over 140 mile an hour and coming back I did only like 115 or something to get an average of 120 and the track was was rough coming back everybody went this way like uh, it was 10 maybe 10 uh, speed run snowmobile so uh, but then I did I don't know what the second guy did you know, I, I don't have a number with me so uh, because we we had a four engine snowmobile four three hundred five uh, eight hundred cc that machine was so powerful it was made I don't know I never saw that that machine in the magazine somewhere you're sitting like a Formula One uh, car, and you have the engine in the back. So I, I try on my, my trick to to do the world speed run by putting a pizza cutter in the back, so the machine won't would go from Stay side right. to yeah. side. And it was an adjustment there, and you could adjust it and make like a, a spring spring leaf. Yeah. And uh, so you make it too tight, the two tracks spin, it was two track. And if you make it slower, then as you start going, you have to shut off a little bit the throttle because the throttle was on the foot like a car. And there was no, no clutch, no automatic. So this, this machine did uh, 10 mile an hour slower than the one. And we had another one that was uh, the Eagle, they call Eagle. They did some record, I think, many, many years back. I was not racing then uh, snowmobile. So, where were those? Where were those snowmobiles made? Were they made in Belcourt by by Skidoo, or yeah, were they, they made by somebody else? Competition center, but they had a research center. That's uh, where they they do the research for the what's best. They did a lot of nice models. It's too bad they don't. I don't know how many they have, but I I heard they don't have any, and uh, I can't believe uh, all the model they did, the drawing and picture thing like that. 
it was a big uh, so I got the world record I got the, the world record fastest uh, speed uh, Winnipeg St. Paul well, I think I'm the only one in all the driver that did won the all the big big uh, class the records you should call it if you ask Gaston Ferland I think he's, he never won the world championship he go river if you ask Mike Trapp he won twice he go river but never won the speed run uh, never run the cross country uh, Winnipeg St. Paul so I'm I believe I'm the only one but that's not for me to to search to see I don't really bother me okay so in the in the in the in the I guess the, the early early 70s when uh, snow pro had started the snow pro circuit um, you, you were I mean things were obviously heating up in competition the, the factories were all involved um, were, were, were you were you still uh, full-time racing motorcycles at the time yeah and, and then in the wintertime you were full-time when I signed with Skidoo I say I put a note on there that I motorcycles first Skidoo's after if I have, I have the same day a race I can I have the choice to to not the choice I was I had to go with the motorcycle and then skidoo after many well many time one time I remember that Colorado I raced there I won the two classic 4800 and uh, took the plane and go to Daytona and I was Kawasaki rider and, and uh, skidoo so I had to travel go to Daytona and, and practice I was practice then Monday to to Friday then qualifying and then after that was the 200 mile race. Were, were your contracts for uh, for motorcycles and snowmobiles about the same for, for money wise or was one much more or about the same? Uh, Skidoo was small, a little bit smaller. The, the, the bonus were, were smaller. Kawasaki was Kawasaki was when like Ontario, California I won the 250 mile race. Like 200 mile race I won a bunch. Never did two enough always broke down never the really big down. one eh? and it and I raced some 200 mile uh, race like uh, Ontario was 250 mile 125 mile you stop you change your tire and a few things and you get back and I won that and I and Aston and Holland I won the the 200 mile race also with, the, with Kawasaki and another uh, 200 mile was uh, Talladega twice so it don't bother me. Uh, it never bothered me too much either. But sometimes uh, would say make me mad. But how come I want five different type and two five hundred seven fifty on a seven fifty Kawasaki? Yeah, always a seven fifty car. No, five hundred was the H one R. I got on the five hundred. That was the toughest race. Not the toughest race, uh, I would say motorcycle. Toughest race, stock car. I did 400 lap stock car with a car that want to turn right all the time and I want to go left. And boy, my arm was that big and I, my, my neck and, uh, and my chiropractor there, the 
give me a few uh, massage. That was difficult. Talladega, when I won with the 500, 114 degree, many, many drivers were falling when they were getting for gas or something like that. They keep, they, they keep, and some of the guys that were world champion, like Kale Caruther, Kenny Robert, uh, Steve Baker, that's a bunch of guys. And you were just physically better uh, than them, you racing wise. You you're, you're just physically better, and, and you won that race, or which one? The Talladega. Talladega. Oh, after I I won that race, I said uh, I trying to find a way so it would be easier for me. So I invent a bottle with a hose and a drill my helmet to to uh, drink drink a little bit of uh, water, mm -hmm. but uh, it don't last very long. When you, and what mistake I did at one time? I, did, I, I won the races this thing, but I got on the brake real hard and I swallowed. So I went, and then I started to cough, and my nose was bleeding, and and, uh, and, and my eyes was, and my windshield was uh, dirty because the water was uh, splashing in the, in the wind windscreen. That was hell. Um, that one, the stock car, Winnipeg, St. Paul, the first time I went to Winnipeg, St. Paul, was hell too. Phil, you got a question? That's another. Going back to uh, 1973, 74. Yeah, that was good. Good four, 74. Uh, 75, that's when it, that's what I did go anymore. Because 74, I had an energy crisis, right? And we didn't go racing. So they gave me a job to PR. Go to. Uh, with a PR man, a guy that Mike Bailey uh, was, he was in charge to bring me sometime three or four television, like we do now. But I had to go to most of the time to the radio station or the television and uh, uh, dealer. I used to they asked me to go dealer, give sticker to the kid, how to ride, how to save gas, how to save um, your, your 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 power, whatever. So. You know, the first couple of the first couple of dealer and thing like that it was you know you meet the guy I, I don't know those people you know because I race I don't I don't uh, I'm not a salmon or whatever so you're, you're I, I, I hate I hate that I did I hate I told my manager I said next week I have to be home because I, I was on the road for a long time when I race was not was week to week or from place to place or something like that. But doing that PR thing, uh, I have to be away for a long time because I, I could not come back from California from uh, uh, this track is uh, West Yellowstone, Montana, those uh, Colorado, and all those, those places. So uh, I told one of my managers, I said, I want to go home or contract, I don't care, I'm going to go motorcycle, I'm not going to race Kitu anymore. Uh, I had to give right to the people, uh, uh, like I said before, signing autograph, and always, always the same question for 
time, 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 it's how fast that machine go? How fast, uh, all kind of question, but really five or six questions, all the way, all the same. You know, the, the people, some didn't know much or whatever. How far, how, how long, how old are you, how is this? So the next day, the next day, the next day. And then you look at this chart like this and then say, oh, we have to go to uh, Malone, New York. We, uh, we, we have uh, two dealers there tomorrow. And I had to wake up like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, because you have to be at the radio show or the the, the TV show, uh, six, seven o'clock in the morning. So uh, I did like that. So I got back home, maybe for a month, and uh, I think uh, winter, not winter, summer arrived. Who, with it. But I did 74, I don't know what I did as a result, 74, 75, 76. So 70, what, 70, what year was it? 74, that, uh, energy crisis, I didn't make yeah. any race 74. After that was 75, 76. And how, how did uh, 70, 75 go for you? Uh, not too hot. Well, you have, you have a snowmobile here, you have uh, the, the the Snow Pro, that's a 74? Yeah, this one. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a story about that about that snowmobile. You you never did race it uh, other than uh, uh, vintage races, but uh, that's a that's a beautiful snowmobile and custom made. Old racer said, "How how come uh, you never raced that one?" Good question. Huh? I don't know. They built they that. They the built that before the, uh, the they stopped the, racing the, for the year, right? Yeah, they built that. And, yeah. and then they had the energy crisis. And, and we went to Saint Lazare. Saint Lazare, that's not too far from here. Uh, we went there, and uh, maybe I told you before. I'm not sure. It was on. We went to there, and we were second and a half to three seconds faster than Polaris, who won the race the mon the, the Sunday before. Because I think they race on Sunday. Polaris won, and our cat, I'm not sure. And then Monday. We were at the track right there. You know, they rent the track right away to see how we yeah. went. And I was, because I was, you know, I was yelling after the big boss and all that. I said, look, you know, that's a beautiful machine. Lots of idea. And then I never put my mouth on. But I did gas tank on the left side. There's the track. This on the bar or two. Weight, weight, the weight. Then the weight. Is so you had down. you had design influence on that sled. You 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 it's, told them where it was. The, the sled before that, the one the 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 one that the, they put the motor in the front because I said that's what yeah we had the motor on our laps huh, and when I got there and I said you know and they on the bar and a little lever and a little lever for the brake and I had experience on my, on my racing bike you know. So, they, they uh, Karad Bernier, who was the manager of the team, uh, liked me very much, and he, anything I asked him or do, you would do it, you know. And he was a good mechanic, he was a good, a big man, you know, a strong man. And uh, the snowmobile before this one, the, before the one, the 74, uh, I don't know how many pounds they took, but I told them what, you know, you know, they used to have the sprocket, you know, snowmobile, but the sprocket for the, 
the chain go to 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 the bottom sprocket mm -hmm. and uh, you got the small one in the, in the uh, upper and you, that one is possible to change and make a 14 or I remember number 14 16 or or 13 depending on the track but they did believe in, in that stuff and I said what that sprocket three three think what do you call it links yeah I said okay for tra trail riding if you want to go to North Pole and uh, be uh, doing five five hundred thousand mile whatever you need maybe that but just to go 10 laps we're just gonna change that then change every uh, every lap and that, that's it you know and that's rocket I have one in the garage and my toolbox learn my uh, Cabinet, they call that. The thing wait, wait so much. You just can't believe it, you know. And this one that I have is two, two chain. Two, you know? two spot, two chain spot. Yeah. So uh, I said, okay, you have to cut that. But secondly, no sprocket. Make it aluminum, titanium. Oh, they say, oh, budget. Yeah, they all come by budget. Uh, I heard that word many, many times. But uh, finally, the machine was much light, lighter, the motor in the front, lower. And sometimes it did do what we liked, it was too expensive. I know one time when I said to Karad, we need titanium nuts and bolt. You were using all this on the motorcycle, so you knew all, all about yeah, this. That's what, yeah, that's it. I, I, a long time I, before that, even when I was bicycle almost. Uh, so, uh, wizard, I had two wizard. Huh? I was fourteen, and I did two hot rod. Thirty-two four deuce and thirty-two four three window. They call it thing for something like that. I got the uh, slider. Too bad it broke. Got colored slide of my my hot rod that I did. I was only like sixteen or seventeen then. Well. Uh, Karad said, okay, he sent somebody to uh, Dorval airplane, came back with a little bag, nuts and boat and washer, worth nothing, you know. That don't make you win, but it might help you to do better than whatever. And uh, those nuts and boat, when you tie it, you put it on, when you take it off, you did it, yeah, cut it, because uh, this is too um, soft and uh, it's no good. So there was nothing uh, boat all over the shop, you know, I mean, not room because it was a small bag, but so they, they, they were not too happy about that $10,000 nothing <laughs> boat. <laughs> to the snowmobile, it still has all that titanium on it? This is all original? Elan, Elan, the smooth snowmobile. Yep, Elan, yeah. I did, I did, I made one at Valcour. I used a shop there, like everybody else. Bart Markle was there, Lucien Gaston Ferlin. There was about five or seven of us. It was two Swedish guys, Dan Oberg, and this Cyclin. Cyclin, oh, I got all that on. But uh, I, I told Carad Bernie about the Elan that they came out with. It was a small 292 or 250, 292 or something like that. 
uh, I'll go like this now. And I said, look at, I look at that, I said, that's, that's not good, you know. You're not gonna win race with that. So caught up and he said, what do you, what do you need? I needed a snowmobile, or one or two, I said, to put a, you know, work on it, you know. And I make it so light, that machine, when I went to Syracuse, New York, we had to go on the line, everybody park, and then there's no room for another guy to, 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 to park, so to official say, push over, so everybody push over it. He asked me to push over a little bit, six inch or, you know, and I, I grabbed by the, the peg like this, and I lift the snowmobile, <laughs> and I push over and I put it down. And then there was a bunch of riders looking, you know, when uh, in the start of their, their friend or the company, whatever. I drill all in the track. The slot, something we call that slot, uh, is the name for the, the old, old. Studs, like the, the cleats? In, in the track? It's a tool. It's a tool. It's a, a drill. Oh, whole, 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 whole stuff. Yeah, yeah. That got it. Would <laughs> <laughs> be okay. You know, 11 o'clock is supposed to... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I... I, I, I uh, also, yeah. Drill that. I cut the hood. I put the handlebar down. I took the... I took the sprocket. The sprocket. Make it aluminum or that titanium. And uh, one thing I remember again, I say, uh, so that machine was light. Engine, my mechanic take care of that, make it uh, more compression or whatever. I knew a little bit of that, but I was better milling machine, tore. And I work on this to make the machine very light. Very light, yeah. And uh, something else I did on that machine. And the, the bad thing about about that is I had two elan. One that I won a trophy, Milwaukee. I won the the uh, the, the the 350 class, and they give me a uh, they give me a elan a snowmobile. And the other one was a uh, skidoo that, that uh, they, they give me. But when I started having problem money-wise, at one time, at two times, at three times, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sold, I sold the, 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 to a dealer. And it was number 17, I had the, 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 the paint, the guy that sticker and all that they do very uh, I I know I won the, that race at uh, Milwaukee mile track and uh, oh the starter also starter on the yeah, the recall. yeah the recall recall it's heavy right I don't know if you wait it's heavy it's spring inside a big spring it's steel you know so I told my Tinam Claude Derosi my mechanic I said this damn thing that that's uh, it's on the right on the right, on the right side, side yeah. on the right side. So I said uh, I drill a hole, and when I got to the line, the mechanic that was beside me, everybody okay? Start, start. Well, you took the you took. Oh, you took gave it to your mechanic. Yeah. You gave the starter to your mechanic. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. So I had I had. Uh, 
maybe five pounds right yeah. there, you know, yeah. we spend a thousand of dollars for a nut and bolt, but uh, and the milling machine for the casing, they were that thick. I remember one time, one, at least a couple of days to make the, make the cover lighter. And one that I, I want to make it too loud, it broke. After that, I work, you know, I mean, the, the, the machine there. So I know, I don't know where that, that one through the, in the ground, I guess, that the Elan, that's the same of the other machine. So 74, 75, 76, uh, it was not that hot. I think I signed a contract for three years. You got on that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't got your contract, no. It, it, <laughs> backing up just a couple of years before that, you and your friend Mike Trapp had one of the best snowmobile battles ever with him on a oh, Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. Describe what that race was like. Well, I was the world, I was the world champion. I won the race before. Eagle River uh, race track there, race uh, championship, and uh, the machine was uh, equal except Yamaha came with the, uh, uh, I think it was only a 440, and I had a 800 myself, and it was much heavier than that 440 Yamaha that my track. Had. So what? Good start, I believe, and uh, go around for 15 lap was 14 lap, and uh, he was always ahead of me. His machine was a little bit faster. Coming in corner number three, four, getting to the start finish line, and he was most of the time ahead of me by not much. I was sitting there, uh, turning inside me. I was going up in the bank where the plywood was. I was hitting the plywood, coming back down. I was afraid the ski leg would break because we broke a lot of those ski legs. That's another thing I told them what, what to do with the ski leg. You know, make it light, not heavier, and making the cross member, you call make it uh, uh, stronger and, and lighter. So anyway, the last lap we got to the start finish line. Maybe I would have won if I had kept my same line, but we, he was ahead, I was ahead, I was. We just go, and then uh, full throttle for the last lap, white flag. I got to corner number one, and just when I got there, he changed his line a little bit. He came inside uh, in front of me, and I got on the brake. But before I got on the brake, I said. If I hit him the way I'm going now, I have to, you know, think fast. Maybe they disqualify me. Maybe they disqualify me because I'm gonna hit him. He's gonna go wide. So I had a two fraction of second to say, because I didn't know Mike, right? I mean, I did hate him or love him or whatever. And I said, so I got behind him and I said, ah, I got on the brake because I'm gonna hit him too hard, he's, you know, I got on the brake, and he got on the brake too, so my two skis just beside the frame, I could not correct because I started to skid, I had to throttle on, I started to go sideways, sideways, and then I said, if I let go, I'm gonna eyesight, flat, flip, you know, and I did let, I did let go, 
So he, he went. He had better spike. He, had, he was better fit than Imanishiku. Not because he's a bad driver. He, he won twice and out of the race. So he, he was good. He was good. So I just do not. And then his cousin came by and I got third from first to third. So I, I don't know why, but I was not too happy. You wanted that race bad, right? <laughs> well, Mike, uh, Mike went on to be your uh, to be your teammate the following year, was it not? Keith? Uh, Mike? Yeah, he got uh, the booster. He, 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 went, he went on to become your, your teammate the following year. No, I think I think uh, the, the Mike, the second... Um, the second time at uh, Eagle River, he got he won again with the same Yamaha or six forty. I think they had those six forty, but the one when he won with me chasing and all that it was a four forty. That that he told me a month and a half, two months ago we met. He came down from where he lived with the trailer and two snowmobile. That the one he probably won or pretend or whatever, and. Uh, we didn't have much time to talk, me and him again, because uh, uh, people bum around, oh, and they want sign, they want this, they want that, and start a story like, you know, I don't speak very often, it take a long time. <laughs> so, after that, I think he had a 640, again. I think I broke a bell, I was leaving, I think. I'm not sure. I had to look through my all my scrapbook when I, you know, I have not nothing to do. I I got thing to do, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> and uh, I look and I said, oh yeah 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 yeah. I read the paper, you know, the uh, clipping of the paper, and, and then it all comes back. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I come back and say, hey, I say that I did two hundred and fifty thousand mile an hour. It's uh, maybe it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a funny story for a while. I said, the, the guy was working, his name was uh, Leo, I think Rameo, working for Skidoo as a parts, parts department, parts department, and at the track, he supplied when somebody come there, I want a sprocket, I want a, I want a clutch, I want a whatever, brake. And uh, this guy did speak English, Raul speak only French and funny French also kind of from the country so I know this this guy as Harrywood Michigan I believe was they were giving parts at some dealer I said that maybe before and this this guy arrived he said I like to have I believe he say uh, 21 tooth sprocket so he went 21 tooth sprocket he came back he said I don't have 21 tooth sprocket no more. They all give the twenty-two sprocket or whatever. And the guy said, "Twenty-one tooth sprocket." No. Okay. Just like those guys that don't have voice. For the third time, I think I was not too far for a reason. But for the third time, he, he said, "One." He knew like to count one minute, two minute. That's about it. So he said, he went in the van, took the grinder, and grind that 21. So he count one, two, three. Two. He said, okay, 22 rocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
when you, Mayo, Mayo. This is the guy that were cutting the, the, the when we come back from racing if the machine was too 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 damaged or practicing. Uh, Mayo had a job to take his knife and, and cut the seat and then uh, take the torch and cut the, the frame and uh, damage. So, so the, I wonder, I said, why they do that? I mean, it'd be nicer to, you know, some people, some guy maybe take, but the dealer would not accept that. They're selling, they're paying rent for the, so that's why they didn't want to, uh, to give the, the machine that was, uh, Damage a little bit sometimes, not too much, and they, they, you know, they were making their. <laughs> when, when you started with Skidoo, it was the high bank tracks, bogey suspensions, front mounted engines. In your last years of racing, you were racing on the ice. What was that like? The switch from the high banked snow down to the ice. I think I think I I like better the banking. That's funny, maybe, yeah, no, I, I think, I never heard uh, that question before, I think, but I think uh, it looked like I had more chance to win, and I won probably, maybe more, on the banking, because I had the guts to go up, and looking down, and be careful to be, I think that's maybe because, I think for the ice, racing on the ice like they, they do now or even way before you, you need a good setup you need somebody maybe or a good driver but you need a good setup or you're not gonna make it you know uh, I had a few uh, few crash myself with the like Peterborough when I, I got hurt a couple of times Peterborough the first uh, I think they had the bank yeah, the banking, right? If you know, uh, mm -hmm. the banking. And uh, the last time I raced there, when my throttle got stuck wide open, and I hit that plywood, the full throttle, I, I jump and I got my two legs broke, my knee, and... Uh, Would that be 74 or 75? Uh, uh, 75, you said 75, yeah. Yeah, 74. There's no racing. What was... You touched on something interesting there about when you were racing against Mike. The respect and the competitive between racers. You've had that in motorcycles and in cars and on snowmobiles. What's that competition like when you know somebody else is also a good racer and like you, they have a need need to go fast? Question is too long. <laughs> <laughs> who didn't you like? <laughs> good question. Who, yeah, who, who, uh, yeah, who, was there any racer that that uh, you, you, you didn't like or and, and, and another question who did you really like of all the races of all the brands who I really like he's avoiding the question of who he didn't like <laughs> repeat the question please <laughs> when, when, you, when, you, when you were starting on a race and you look up and down to your left and your right who was there that you really looked forward to racing and who did you not want to see beside you I, I, I don't know I did I did uh, hate anybody I don't I'm trying to remember now see sometimes you do uh, you know a little dirty trick uh, 
but I give to change back where I, you know, I say, oh, you want to play like that? You want to do that? Yeah, the bike was the same, would be the same thing. Or a car, I have been. For me, uh, if you do, did something really purpose, you know, like, uh, I'll give you your change. I mean, I'm <laughs> not going to let that go. But. Uh, what is the respect like? In all your forms of racing, what is the respect like for people? Because you, you're everybody is on the edge. Everybody's that little bit of gas and brake. What's the respect like on the track of for each other? Oh, I don't, I don't really have an answer on that. Uh, I'm not sure what's. Everybody wanted to win, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah, and sure. Yes. I know that I don't want to lose when I race. Uh, it, many people would say maybe you do anything to, to win, but that's not the right word. Do anything. We do anything to win, not to hurt the other guy. But sometimes when you're not feeling that that uh, that good, you know, and you uh, you could be more aggressive, and sometimes pushing more, or pretend to miss the corner, but you didn't miss the corner. Did it by purpose because the lap before the other guy missed the corner. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's the one, huh? That was him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and another racer, uh, we have a message, uh, the, the Villeneuve family. Uh, you, you live close to them. To do? do? Uh, Gilles Villeneuve, yeah, Jacques well, Villeneuve, you, you live close to them. Well, With, we live in Quebec here. I mean, yeah. it's about 40 miles or something like yeah. that. Berti, Bertieville, to about 40 miles, maybe something. Did, now, um, did, did you did you talk to the Villa family much um, in, uh, during during those years, like the Snow Pro years, the 70, 75, 76? No, I, I knew I knew uh, Gilles very well. Uh, when I say very well, uh, he raced a different class than I raced, and he had a different machine most of the time. I'm not talking about that Alouette with two two track mm -hmm. and like a car, and he. I was afraid of that thing, you know. I mean, Beausejour, uh, he, he got beside me, and boy, that thing was uh, sending you a lot of snow and ice, and and uh, he won the race. Uh, I don't know what I did. Uh, I know I did win, but I don't know. And uh, Gilles, Gilles, we, we talk, we, after the race, we go to the bar, like everybody else, and have a beer or two and story we have to tell never argue never had a except for one 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 race that was ryan linder with no odag 50 let's say odag 50. odag 50 yeah yeah odag 50, that was a 50 mile race and it was right and left it was not just a novel it was start the line go right if i remember and then long half mile dirt track uh, dirt track track constant and then the right and a little bit down I'm trying to remember in 40 years but I remember all that and Gilles was there 
Me, I was there. <laughs> uh, my trap froze his eyes in the race before, and he had a patch, and he didn't want the race. And three weeks, like I said ago, was uh, invited. I had to. Uh, I was invited to to go to a kind of a field market or whatever. And uh, Real La Chapelle is was his mechanic at my trap and uh, so I said and uh, maybe an hour before the fire got in the van and burned uh, you heard about that yeah burn all the schedule except the one that was outside and mine was not outside I was in the front of the van I suggest many years before to have a place with a mirror so we could put uh, and uh, liquor and whatever we need to go like like car do and like uh, other maybe now they do so like a little camper mm -hmm. and I was I was in, inside there and uh, I heard noise or whatever I look open the door and the fire and uh, I said shit what, what I do so I ran I opened the door and I jump oh, the side door I jump and and the snow was there and I did get hurt and, and then uh, by the time they got the fire department, whatever, the, the van was gone, except for a few. Yeah. And one was the my trap machine that he did use. So I said, could I use? And they, uh, they, they said, sure, no problem. So I did have time to fix foot peg and throttle and all that stuff. <clears throat> so I had to use uh, the way it was. And uh, it was the 50 mile. Uh, Odag and Gilles Villeneuve was there. I don't remember if he was on a snow jet or a snow. Uh, it was too. It was, uh, you don't have that there? Uh, was it was it snow jet? Snow jet ski or ski roll? Ski roll, maybe. Maybe yeah. ski roll or. or uh, anyway, my class, and I think it was like uh, maybe 440. I don't if I look through the book okay so anyway we he started first and he was gone and I came making better better and learning the damn machine with the with the not comfortable on the machine the seat and all that stuff I'm short so well, as soon the, the the bar go suit he turned the ski I don't have enough you know so if I had if I go on this side then the machine start to to, to lift the left skipping when you go left and uh, so I got by Gilles I don't know where on the track I remember that I I was uh, he was ahead of me ahead of some other rider also but then I got by the, those rider also and then a little bit faster than Gilles was going what I never uh, I don't remember what what he say on that if he but I know that when I got to the airpin, we could call it, it's like the Moscow owner, you got to mm -hmm. turn this. I was ahead of him, I, and then I, I, I look and I see that he was beside, and then it was that down loop, left turn. And after, naturally, it was maybe halfway the, the, the Weekend, or whatever. So the track was rough, and all. so I said, "Uh oh, 
last lap, white flag. I got there and I said, Jill's gonna push me or if I miss, I go over the bank. It was that much snow in the holes. I said, I better, so I got on the brake, that damn little lever, got on the brake as hard as I could and Jill was <laughs> pushing me. And then I got on the gas, I got up the hill and then there was the flag. So, so you brake check them. So maybe it was not on. <laughs> <laughs> so I raced there and Beausejour against Gilles. That's, I don't remember Saint-Lazare if I raced against him. Because he was not always racing. He was not a factory, but factory, but the... the, the small the, factory. The, yeah, small factory. Yeah. yeah. But we were friends. I mean, talk, uh, have a beer at night. Uh, that's it. Uh, he, he, I want to go car racing just like he did. I want to go, um, and I did. Uh, I would say with my manager, like I was saying before. Um, so, did you have aspirations to, to do what uh, Gilles was doing uh, with the, the the formula cars, or, or uh, the uh, F one cars, or I want. Uh, okay, I did get the. Did, did, did you want? Did you want to race I what Jill was racing, like the Formula One cars and the oh, Formula yeah, cars? Yeah, yeah. Indianapolis Formula One car, uh, so anything. You were, you anything. Were just like my schedule, like my bike. Yeah. Anything. Which bike is that? Oh, that's a, many times my bike is broke. Your bike uh, is broke. What? Uh, I'm gonna lend you my bike, but the shifter is on the left side and it's one up and two down. It's okay. Sometimes I race five different bikes with five different shifter, the shifting. So sometimes I don't remember that I crashed doing that. I, uh, race of the Legend at Daytona, I know the couple of times I went the wrong way and it got back on, on the clutch, you know, so I would flip because I never crashed with the BMW set of seven years that we raced Race of the Legend and uh, I never crashed. Crash one of those bikes similar to that in Canada here, De Montagne. Slam over. Michelin tire, good, but they have to be worn. They have to be worn out. And I was a little bit, I could start behind because of my age and whatever they gave me. And the guy there is the manager of Miguel, Alan, Alan Labras. He's the one that. Uh, got me the ride and he, he owned the circuit there at the Montagne, Two Mountain, Saint Eustache. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just lean over and no more traction front wheel. So I keep keeping and when I hit the, the dirt, I hurt, I hurt my, my elbow. Machine, a brand new machine of the showroom. They give it to me, <laughs> not the factory. It was a dealer, my net spouse dealer in Laval. Uh, I raced so much. Yeah, I did so much. I tell you, me and my wife for the last couple ten years more. Where did we took the time to go to do all that? The kids were racing motocross. Miguel was racing 80, 60, 90, 125, 250. Bike got on the track, brand new, shining, oh boy. One lap, they come back, mud all over. <laughs> I need to get my little pump, 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 and I need to write a screwdriver and a piece of, of the fence. Scraping all the mud out. 
So when when was uh what, so when did you when did you when did you stop uh, racing? Um, well, you would probably admit that you have not stopped yet. I never stopped. <laughs> but when did you when did you stop uh, racing snowmobiles? Professional. When did I stop? When did you stop? What 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 year did you stop racing uh, for Skidoo? Uh, Seventy six. I think. Seventy six. I don't know why I forgot. Uh, usually all dates and. 76 and I think my contract and I did that at school when I was in first grade <laughs> count on my finger no you're not allowed to count on your finger <laughs> uh, now they have calculators in school <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I think it was uh, 76 7 8 Other question, maybe I remember a month from now. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, we, I guess we can wrap it up. So, what are, what are your plans uh, now? What uh, have you got any aspirations to do any more vintage racing or um, motorcycle races? Is there any special races you have coming up? Nothing coming up. Uh, if I want, I get a letter. I could show you on my desk. I got a letter from France, from England, from. Uh, Australia I got treated I went I have one less because I yesterday I went to the uh, office of the uh, mailman billman I call him huh? the billman billman yeah and uh, what else say you are you you have what offers uh, to, to go please? yeah I got I, I could ride still you know just take the phone and call all my old some they're gone and some they're not doing anymore but I got offer they offered me uh, to, to ride if they I want I went to France uh, good friend of mine there Pierre-Yves Deschamps you see I know that but I, I got a hard time to to remember something else and uh, he lent me his bike Kawasaki he found all the pieces and he built the bike exactly like mine, the number 17, because when he was a kid, because he, he's uh, 45 now, 40, he's a doctor, uh, surgery. He's making a lot of money. He's, he's got a big, we went to his house to sleep, and higher than this one, bigger, mm -hmm. three, four story. Beautiful man, this guy's so nice, I wish he did. I wish he lived around here somewhere, you know. And uh, he, he's a, he lent me his uh, Kawasaki to do parade. Kenny Robert was there, Steve Baker, uh, all those those guys there. And uh, machine started to, to jerk. So I pulled a clutch and I came in the pit. It's a vieil, an old, no track from the army when they used to use uh, the track for airplane to uh, land or something maybe in England. That was in England. No, that was uh, no, no, because I went there twice. Now it was uh, in France. What's the name of the track? I had the three name. I got three places here. I went. But anyway, I. The damn bike, uh, I said, don't, don't, there's something wrong with it. Oh, go, go, go. She's making piff, paff, poof, you know, and is making, 
Oh, he said, it's okay, it's okay, you know, and then go. And I go, I came back, pow, pow. The metal piston, that's three-cylinder, the metal piston melt. I have a piece upstairs on my shoulder, that god ball. And the room, the crankshaft, and, and very expensive, it was a vintage, if you want to build one, they say, you better go and buy one, 50,000. If you don't buy one, you plan, Spending fifty, you might spend hundred fifty because they're they're very rare, and when more rare they are, more they they ask for for naturally for that. So uh, anyway, I feel bad for him because what uh, he he did he did care too much, you know. I mean, uh, he's got the money, I guess, mm. and we we've been friends, and like I said before, he. When he was maybe 12 years old, he, when I raced at the Polary car in France, the 24-hour Le Mans or whatever, he was there. And he, uh, he, he liked to take my helmet and my glove, 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 huh? and carry and be beside me, you know. <laughs> Just like my sport, there was a guy there, Paul Basterash. I don't know if you know that guy, Paul Basterash. He worked for a dealer, but I forgot the name of the dealer in Ontario somewhere. And this kid was Paul Basket actually was only like nine, eight years old. And he soon he could come on the track, you know, when I take off or when I'm going to be uh, uh, after the wind and just stick around. And, and I guess sometimes I didn't stick her or carry my glove, I gave it to him. So. Nine o'clock. About like time. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, a couple questions here. Your, your, your most favorite win on a snowmobile. Which what, what, what was it? The one that you really are proud of. Eagle River, right? <laughs> Lothen, Eagle River, and uh, not the speed run because it's. Short and uh, I think Winnipeg St. Paul, you know, I mean, it was a hard, uh, there's a long story on that. I don't know yeah. if you know the story, but it's a long story on on that weekend. I think what it's a, I got yesterday, I was looking to my magazine, I got, I don't remember now. But anyway, I think, I think Winnipeg St. Paul, uh, naturally the first, you know, it was only my second second race for Skidoo, mm -hmm. I was saying, when we got the World Championship. And the year before, the one when I won, uh, Eagle River, oh no, Winnipeg, St. Paul. You like that race the best? Well, the race, the, the year before, the one that I won. It was a hard riding. I'd be too long. Too yeah. Um, too your long. your 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 favorite snowmobile. Your your favorite racing snowmobile. What, what what was it? Any year. What one snowmobile that you really liked and and enjoyed racing and felt dominant? I always enjoy racing. <laughs> Naturally, sometimes when uh, it don't go good, 
you have a problem with slipping clutch or uh, uh, missing on the bar like happened to me twice uh, I did about 15 lap Mossport one on the bar the left one broke and I was wondering how come it was like moving <laughs> forgot to tight the mechanic forgot to tight my handlebar you know so then I when I would turn naturally you do a lot of pressure on those bar and the bar was going this way and I was on top of that I look it was okay then Yamaha Mossport GP I believe it was an important race I think I got a picture with. Yeah, you got the picture Trevor of that. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that that picture on the on the Yamaha there. That's a. Not the, so I said, shit, and I was leading. And I come back, and I was gonna grab my my clapon, huh? But I, it's not there anymore. <laughs> I fall down the the, the fairing. Yeah. So I could see the flagman. The uh, guy that flagged them, they were, you know, like they were looking. Said, "I come." They could see there was bar missing or something, a hole there somewhere because the the bar have a clutch naturally, and uh, on the left side there was a left side. And then I saw the flagman getting closer on the track, where the start to finish line, and I could see Trevor Dealey was there. So Mr. Dealey, Trevor Dealey, uh, Dealey Yamaha. Fred Dealey, the real name, right? Fred Dealey. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the uh, flagman went to see Fred Dealey, Trevor Dealey, and say, Mr. Dealey, he was gonna clap on, broke. He said, yeah, and he started, he got, the guy got, he had money, Mr. Dealey, a rich, rich man. And uh, he got close to the, with the uh, man, and he looked, but what I did, uh, soon that bar went down, when I passed some corner there were the flagmen that were close to it, I grabbed the thing at my hand and I, I race, I shift without pulling the clutch, actually. And I, I was hoping that not to miss a shift because she's gonna go down. And I kept going like this. And the guy from the corner, they were calling the, the, the start finish line. Hey, Mr. Duhamel, the Duhamel, you've always I have a Honda bar missing. And the guy, they, they were. So Trevor said, Look, Mr. Flagman, Yvonne's got a Honda bar missing. That's what the people say. He's still going to be second faster a lot. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, you know, I mean, so let him finish, you know. And they let me go. And I have a picture, I don't know if it's no, upstairs, uh, with, with the clip on. Uh, on, on the, the top, on the fairing there. Uh -huh. That's one time below place about six years ago, Cadwell Park, England. They invite me to go there. And then there was a race, uh, I think, uh, American against uh, European or whatever. But not in my time, vintage. And this guy, uh, name I forgot. He asked me what to do to do his writing better. And many asked me that. And I was tell him, I saw you, or some, even the last time I crashed pretty hard, Jerry Marshall, Jerry Marshall, 
Hello. This guy, uh, 70 something years old, he said, Oh, Yvonne, can you tell me? Don't go too fast. I'm going to follow your line so I could go. And I know that anytime I want, I just go. I let, let him there. He's a, he's a nice guy. And uh, this guy at Cadwell Park, I said, Follow me. And uh, then you're going to learn some, some, some uh, track, you know. So, last lap, S's like this, on the bar, break, through the grass, on the other side of the track, and the only guy who beat me was the guy that, he followed me in the grass, <laughs> <laughs> followed me. I told him, I said, I said, look, I said, when I, when you ask me, I say, follow me. If I crash, if I go to Paris, you don't have to follow me. <laughs> this guy is American. He lives around my, my uh, Daytona, something like that. His father has a shop. He had a nice Ducati. But it did go down. I did go down. It was my right one this time, not the left one that broke. So the thing is, when you open the throttle and you don't have something to hold it, what happened? Everything turned. <coughs> so... I took the the handlebar and I jam it where the radiator, where the uh, the radiator, because they don't have any in that bike. I, between the fairing and the, I think it was the uh, steering damper, huh? I put it there and then I could throttle a little bit and keep going. I have only one half a lap to go. That's it. What I was wondering. That's it. Okay. Um, how about uh, do, do you do anything for Skidoo anymore? Do you do any more PR or anywhere uh, uh, shows at all for, for Skidoo anymore? Kiso, who's that? Skidoo. Do you do any more PR work for Skidoo anymore? Do no, they... no. When I, I had a contract with them, okay. And after that, I never, uh, I was never asked. Oh, maybe one time and a long time ago. No, I never, I did that PR in 1974 when yeah. the guys. Uh, we might we might add that the the Velcor track is named after you now. Yeah, and they don't I don't see my name too often. Uh, tell you the truth, you know, they send brochure, you know, for yeah. the next race, the next race, like uh, uh, program or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, don't sometimes I mail, but it's very small. Yeah. I need to put my glasses back uh -huh. <laughs> to so. read that. Okay, I think uh, I think we, uh, we we covered everything. We uh, we appreciate your uh, your time, um, this interview, and uh, also showing us your fantastic collection of memorabilia, um, your helmets, your leathers, your race suits, and the literally hundreds, hundreds, and several hundred trophies you have here. Beautiful place. Uh, we at one uh, at one time, they they say that I had a thousand trophy, but because you know you didn't see too many plate. You know the plate. The plates, yeah. So with the silver plates, yeah. yeah you you know with the with the condition and all that. Uh -huh. This I have boxes full of them. Yeah. One, one full, yeah. When yeah. we clean the uh, my office with the paint at the wall, uh, we have to take them. And my wife says we're not gonna put it back. Uh, make all all over my place, you know. Make all. Uh -huh. And like upstairs, we did see upstairs. There's a lot of third third yeah. floor. But it's same thing, like leather, I told you I had a, leather suits? Sona, Sona, why do you say in English Sona? 
Sana. 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 Yeah. All who? Yeah. Sono. Sono. I have a sono for five people, like my three kids, me and my wife. And then after jumping the, uh, what's the name? Not a name. Uh, Sana. Uh, uh, jacuzzi. Yeah, jacuzzi. Yeah. So I got this is this is full. So it's been three, four, five years that I did use the sono because it's leather and helmet and what else in there. And upstairs where we are, all the room are. Yeah. We got a lot of t-shirt and some there. This one brand new. I never used mm -hmm. it. I put it this morning, and uh, I have the the wrap of you know. Because every track we went with Miguel, Mario, we with Miguel more. I go to the gift shop, and then see if I see something, especially with Miguel or with uh, racing uh, date and all that stuff. So I have to buy one for Gino, one for Tanya, one for G Sofia, one for Yvonne, one for, me. <laughs> and then friend. I had friend. They say. We're gonna pay. Bring me a hat. Bring me from this this uh, racetrack. I like to say I have uh, some souvenir. I have a few that they pay me. They give me money. I don't want to take, but uh, money is money. Right. <laughs> okay. One last question. You you've probably got the the biggest collection of your your own race suits and helmets and and uh, your old racing apparel. What what back then? Why did you decide to keep all that? Like, did you did you see kind of like you would want to keep that for the for the future for your kids, or just what, what were you thinking? I mean, you, no racers do that uh, now. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a picture. Of my father uh, got the trophy. Maybe a s seven eight trophy. I have a picture of that too. Seven eight maybe trophy, and he was proud. Because uh, his family, there were I think uh, twenty or something like that, twenty-two grandmother, the kid, <laughs> not the main kid, yeah. and uh, uh, he was happy to when his brother, my my father's brother, came on our sister, come on right away, um, just like this plate there, but it was a fireplace, yeah. the old fireplace, not a real one, you know, just a light, <laughs> you put the light and it's a. Uh, Make a mouse uh, wood in there, so that's I was happy to show and tell the people my sister and the the friend. I had a lot of friends. Now they are most all gone. I mean, but before uh, when in the sixty, my father was very happy about me because I was not too good kid, you know. Like yeah. uh, many things I did that now I say I should not not have done that. So your father was very proud of your of your racing and obviously wanted you to keep all your all your oh, your suits and your helmets. Yeah, and but he died very young. He was uh, that was 1964. He was 50, 54 years old. So he did have time to see me schedule winning a big race because the race uh, when he was alive it was like Harewood Acre, Regal, uh, Drummondville, Quebec City, Quebec City, Carnival, the trophy there, mm -hmm. was four or five, that I won the Carnival. It's easy to win five or six uh, trophy. Uh, I was racing uh, every class almost all yeah. the time. So I never thought it would, would come to this. That concludes this episode of the Stumbling Podcast. I want to thank uh, uh, Yvonne Duhamel, Brad Harris, and uh, Phil Molto for uh, 
for this uh, great uh, opportunity to interview a legend. Um, if you need to uh, contact us, uh, you can contact us at uh, snowmobilingpodcast at gmail.com, all small case. Um, you can see our uh, podcast on Facebook, the Snowmobiling Podcast Facebook page. And uh, uh, the show is available on iTunes. You, su- you can subscribe on iTunes and you can uh, download those uh, episodes. Uh, all of them are on there. And uh, you can uh, stream them or you can uh, download them to your device and listen to them over your uh, car audio system. Also, uh, the application SoundCloud. Uh, again, you can do the same thing. You can download it uh, to your uh, to your device, uh, computer, um, play it over your audio system. Um, but uh, some uh, some great uh, opportunities for some uh, great listening on uh, on the legends of snowmobiling. So, with that, this is your host Gordon Van, and we'll talk to you soon.